Welcome to the 612 podcast. I'm Jonathan Stiano, consultant plastic surgeon, and I'm going to talk about how you can make your private practice run like a business rather than just a job. I'm going to talk about putting in systems and processes into your practice so that you can deliver a consistently excellent service and level of care to your patients. I'm not talking about the clinical care that you deliver, I'm talking about everything else. Every week, at 6.12, I'll be on the Fub Facebook page with a live broadcast where I'll be giving tips and advice. And I'll run on to this podcast, which will be published every Friday. So here goes for today's episode. 612 Club, 6.12 on a Thursday night. Uh, this is live on Facebook Live on the Club Facebook page. Now, as it stands today, which is the 13th of February 2018, I haven't actually invited anyone to the, the, the club. It is a closed uh, Facebook page, which I have kept closed, and I will keep closed until um, I launch my membership site. I have invited one person, Gareth, so he might be here, but uh, that's the only person, and I will invite the mastermind members because they'll all be part of the membership club, so I, I will invite them to this page. But at the moment, it's a, it's a closed page, but it will be on my podcast as well, which will also be... Um, closed, but it'll be on the 612 podcast. But um, every week on Thursday, I'll talk about something related to helping you to grow your private practice and build a better private practice, which has become my niche in the last uh, few years. I am um, uh, a plastic surgeon and I um, have spent a lot of time in the NHS refining my niche, which was breast reconstruction. And then um, uh, in recent years, I've set up my own clinic and have learned a lot about building a successful and sustainable private practice that you can control. Uh, I think that's something that a, bit, a big thing that I've found about getting control over your private practice, that you think you might have control over it, but you probably haven't. And it might not matter, but if you want control over it, uh, there are benefits to, to that because you would not be as fragile as I think many plastic, uh, many consultants are. <clears throat> but today I'm going to talk about... Um, how to prove this stuff works. The reason um, I'm talking about this is because I met with a friend of mine at uh, the weekend. It was the um, his 50th birthday. Uh, a friend from medical school, he's a GP, does some private private GP work, and uh, I was saying that I do this this uh, helping other doctors to grow their private practice. And he's like, "Well, what evidence have you got that that it that it helps?" And to be honest with you, when he first said, it, sort of stumped me a bit, and I thought. I mean, yeah, he's right. Charlatan. I haven't got any other evidence. Have I got, you know, oh, crikey. And I can understand someone, a, a doctor, a medical person saying that. I mean, I say that when I go around the um, the expo when they try and sell me some um, fat freezing machine or something. And, you know, you want, you want the evidence. And uh, as a doctor, I think we're naturally geared to ask for the evidence. And I've thought about it and I've reflected on it. I think, you know what? The evidence is that I've done it and that it works, and I know that doesn't wash from a scientific point of view, um, but my view is that at this stage, it doesn't matter that I haven't got evidence. I don't need evidence. I'm not going to do a randomized trial. I mean, you couldn't do a, ran a, trial, a controlled trial. I mean, you could do a controlled trial if you wanted to, but why do a controlled trial? This stuff works. This stuff makes sense. The people that are open to it and I talk to about it understands that it understand that it makes sense and I've come to realize that there are actually a large number and a large group of doctors who 
and people actually, not just doctors, who think this is all um, nonsense at best and unethical and coercive at worst. And it's hard to change those people's opinions. And, and really, the thing to spend that I've realized it's important to spend my energy on is on the people who want to listen because on people who want to listen and who people who understand and who the message resonates with they get it that it's not about being unethical in fact it's being about more ethical I, I, I think a lot of people's private practices are run quite shoddily and I think that if you spend some time looking at it you actually run a better private practice give better um, care to your patients and are a better doctor I genuinely genuinely think that you are not you not you everyone else people doctors are not giving a good service to their patients particularly the ones who are focused heavily on their nhs practice and don't do much private and make and they think that makes them a better person i'm like well these are still human beings who are treated in the private sector and i think the more people who embrace the private medicine and try and do it uh, properly and try and give a good service to patients the better so um i mean I was thinking it's a bit like sort of if you've got a hotel and I say, look, you've got to clean the sign. You've got to fix the sign. Your sign's broken and it's a bit, it's not painted very nicely and the, and there's no one sitting on reception when I, when I walk in. You know, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about when I help people with their private practice. I mean, most of us are running hotels and we're in the kitchen making sure the food's nice or up in the room making sure the interior design of the rooms are beautiful and, and world-class and perfect. But it's no good having a world-class designed room or a beautiful meal and uh, ingredients cooked to the highest quality if the sign's broken outside, if there, there's nowhere to park, if they walk in and there's no one on reception and then the person that does come on the reception doesn't know who they are and doesn't know anything about them. And if you're not helping them upstairs with their bags, all these things are the sort of things that I'm talking about, about growing your private practice. Now, you might say, what evidence have you got? What evidence have you got that helps? Well, to be honest with you, at this stage, I mean, the evidence has got is my, my life and my practice. I mean, when I took on the, the clinic, the hospitals stopped sending me patients. I thought that I had a, quite a good private practice. I was seeing about 40 new patients a month at the hospital, and I thought they were coming to see me, and I thought I had quite a good practice, and I thought I was doing well. As soon as I took on the clinic, to be honest with you, call me naive, I thought that the hospitals would think, great, this is good. This guy's trying to, you know, do something for him, himself, and he's trying to better himself, and we'll support him. But uh, how wrong was I? They completely stopped sending me patients. I've got a graph here um, of, of, oh, how can, I, how can I share my graph? Can I share the screen? Anyway, oh. I've got a graph of, uh, I'll tell you what I can do, oh, where's it gone, of patients that I, um, numbers of patients I was seeing uh, per month, and I've literally graphed it month by month, and you can see what happened when I took on the clinic. Not only did I have a huge overhead of the clinic, not only did I have staff to pay rate, rent, uh, electricity, phones, computers, internet, sinks, examination couch, sofa, goodness knows what. But I also had um, 
I also had the the overhead of the of the clinic. So uh, I also had sorry, I also had no patients at all. So I'm, I'm multitasking here. Look, check this out. Here we go. I'm going to try and show you my um, my 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 graph of patients that I saw um, before and after. Let's check this out. A bit low tech, that isn't it? Can you see that? So here, that red line there is November 2013. So November 2013. So here, if you look at the numbers up here, this is 50. So that's 45. These are in. These are in. Get it to focus. So you know, 40 or so patients a month. November 2013 took on the clinic, and it went to zero. You look. This is every month. This is um, December. Um, March, October 2015. So absolute living disaster, basically. Um, so I had to do something to get patients to come and see me. I, I thought they were coming to see me, but they clearly weren't because as soon as I stopped, uh, as soon as I started my own clinic, uh, all of a sudden the hospital stopped sending me patients. So um, goodness knows, I presume patients still phoned up the hospital and asked to see me. Where they went, who am I to say? But anyway, so that that's the proof that I've got. Look, I've done it myself. I now have about, oh, I can show you this as well. I now have about 50, um, about 200-odd uh, leads a month, so about 50 a week, um, all coming through me. I don't do any clinics at the hospitals. Uh, I only operate at the hospital. And I um, don't rely on the hospitals for any patients. They don't send me any patients at all. I, all the patients come through um, my my practice. So um, you know that that is the proof that I've got. I accept that it's not very scientific, and I accept that it wouldn't stand the rigors. I don't know what was it is one number one to five. What is that five? Is that sort of um, um, is that sort of so here we go. Um, let's let's do this high tech thing again. Um, so if you check this out, this is just my. Uh, I want to make. Oh God! I'll make sure there's no. Oh dear! Let's try and make sure there's no patient stuff on it. So um, get straight into it here. Can you see that here? Uh, scroll back a bit so yeah new leads this month uh, what is it? it's the 13th today so 96 so far this month 241 in the last 30 days so um, you know that's that's all that's all from this stuff that I talk about so um, yeah I haven't got any proof I haven't got a control trial um, I could do a control trial I could I could have I could have looked at how many inquiries and leads I got before I started all this stuff and then started it and but what's the point? I'm not going to go back and do it now. It's like saying, you know, controlled trial for appendicectomy or something. You know, stop doing the appendicectomies. You sort of know if you know it works, you're going to carry on doing it. So that's where I am. So, no, I haven't got any hard uh, uh, scientific evidence. I haven't done a controlled trial. Um, but to be honest with you, I think the only people who are going to ask me that, much as I love my friend from the weekend, I think the only people who are going to ask me that and give me a hard time on that are people who are a little bit skeptical I think that's understandable. The doctor is a bit skeptical, um, but I feel like saying, look, 
if you don't think it resonates with you, don't do it. That's why all of the um, the programs that I have are all no tie-in, pay month by month, because if you think it's not working, if you think it's a load of rubbish, or if you think, if you, if you think it is working but it's not bringing you in enough value for what it's costing, just stop. Absolutely just stop. I don't want to... I don't want to take people's money if, if it's not working. I, this isn't my main business. My main business is doing plastic surgery. I think it could be, to be honest. I think it could be a business. Um, but at the moment, it's not my. It's not a, a main source of revenue for me. So I don't really feel the need to sort of have some statistics and, and prove that all this works. I think it... The other thing I'd say is, and I'll say this to people who I, who I talk to, a lot of this is trying stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's almost the opposite of being a doctor. Being a doctor, we want everything to be sure before we actually do anything. You want to make sure the drug works before you start doing, you know, giving it to people. You don't want to make sure you know how to do the operation before you actually do an operation on the person. But this stuff that I talk about is the opposite. I say to people, look, why don't you try it? Why don't you try a free consultation evening? Why don't you try sending stuff out to people once they've been to the clinic? Why don't you try, um, I don't know sending out a brochure to GPs with your price list. Try stuff and see if it works. And if it works, do more of it. And if it doesn't work, do less of it. So a lot of it is trial and error. And actually, in that way, it is sort of scientific because you've got to measure your results. And I think that's a, I think a lot of people, when it comes to actually the running of their private practice, they're not scientific at all because they don't actually measure the results. Uh, the results being number of new leads, number of consultations, number of uh, procedures, average value of the procedure, um, you know, if you look at these things and then make a change and think, right, okay, when someone comes to clinic, we're going to follow up on them and see if that increases our conversions, then you can see if that change makes a positive or a negative effect. So you actually, there is science behind it. And I think a lot of pretty much all doctors don't have any science to the way they run their practice. If you ask them where their patients come from, they're like, I don't know, they ring up and get booked in. I've got no idea, They've got no idea where the source of their, their patients come from. They've got no idea how effective they are at engaging with the patients and how effective they are at getting re um, referrals from other from their patients um, to, to refer their friends to see them and, and so there is science behind it and so it is actually quite scientific but um, I think it is only really a people who are in the mindset and engaged and want to um, in, do work on this who are going to be open to it and I think if you're open to it you'll realize it makes sense. I'm talking about dealing with inquiries properly. I'm talking about being nice to patients and making sure they get the paperwork that you say you're going to send out to them, making sure they get a quote, making sure they know how much stuff costs before they come and see you, making sure they know that you're there to look after them and you're open to ask, answer questions and any queries before, during, after they have their procedure, keeping in touch with patients, showing that you care, all right, all right, go on. That's what I'm talking about. And so if that makes sense to you, give it a try, do it. If it works, do more of it. If it doesn't, stop doing it. So, yeah, I haven't got hard scientific facts, but I have thought about it. I have reflected on the question, and that's what I've come up with. So maybe one day I will be more scientific about it, but at the moment uh, it's worked. it works for me. It totally makes sense. I mystery shop a lot of doctors, and I see how very, very poor their um, their systems are uh, and their mechanisms to deal with an inquiry are. And so I know that there's a huge room for improvement. So that's the proof that I've got at the moment. If it sounds like it makes sense to you, 
talk to me we'll we'll see if i can help and do some more stuff but if it doesn't you know what carry on don't do it there's no no one's forcing you um this is all this is all completely optional hope that's been helpful and i will be back 6 12 next thursday um if you're listening on the podcast go to the facebook page if you're on the facebook page look check out the podcast and i will see you same time same place next week bye